Hello, and welcome to the Super Professor Podcast. You're listening to Clemens Kunkel, a.k.a. Super Professor, and today we're going to talk about my new book. It's finally out after six years. Keys to Unlocking the Universe is on Amazon and Kindle version. Please check me out. Now, this this book almost didn't happen because uh, my house was actually robbed and they stole my laptop that had all my work in there, but thank goodness they didn't see my second laptop. Is <laughs> the older version. But So if you see any imperfection in my book, please excuse it until I get it all straightened out. I just was afraid to have the uh, lose it permanently. I decided to put it out. All right. So it's an older version, but it's been cleaned up, so give me a little bit of time. But anyway, so let's talk about, before we get into my book, and my book is all about space. It's all about new theories on the universe. Now, it's not string theory, it's not M theory, it's not supergravity theory. Those theories have been around for years. This is not that. This is a whole new theory, all right? Let's talk about space. What, what, what's happening out there? Well, our universe is expanding, okay? Now, but just like the Earth, the Earth is expanding, not, not, not the plants, okay? Yeah, the plants grow, but the Earth itself is actually cleaning its orbit as it goes around the Sun and, and it, around the Milky Way galaxy. It's actually cleaning its area of space. Debris and everything hits it daily. The old estimate was roughly like a hundred tons of debris hit the Earth daily. And they've switched that. Now, I think the, the newer estimate is like 200 tons hits the Earth daily. Not weekly, it's daily. So you got to understand, but it's a, it's a big planet, so you're not going to really notice it right away. Now, also, um, with the universe expanding, the universe expands roughly like 1.3 miles per second in every megaparsec, okay? Now, light travels at uh, like 186,282 miles per second in the vacuum space. Now, light travels at a different speed on the Earth. It's like 186,000 here on Earth. Then when light travels through like glass or water, it slows down again. So it depends on the medium that light's traveling in that the speed you're going to have, okay? But in space, 186,282 miles per second, all right? Now, a light year means that light will travel for one year at that speed, okay? So 186,282 miles per second Traveling for one year is considered one light year. Now, a parsec, a parsec is 3.26 light years. They, you know, that's how they measure. Then they've come up with megaparsec. So it's one million years, 255,000 light years. Okay, so it's millions of years traveling at the speed of light for a million years. That's how they measure, and you know, they, there's other ways, but that's the way we measure distance. We don't say miles. Miles, we can't, we don't have page long enough to write all them zeros. All right, so we use, and also we use like the, the measurement we also use is astronomical unit at one AU. An astronomical unit in the old days, it was the Earth and the rotating around the sun, the distance between the Earth and the sun, and that number changed because of the Earth rotation change. Last year or the year before, they put that to a fixed number. So now it's actually a, a set number, but it's said between the Earth and the Sun. All right? So astronomical unit is between the Earth and the Sun. So when someone says two astronomical units, they mean double the distance. Okay? Now, we know the universe is expanding to 1.3 miles a second, 
in every direction and in every megaparsec, okay? So the universe is getting larger. Now, what's filling in time gaps? The universe is getting larger. Did you know that there's roughly, you know, like scientists do the figuring, they figured roughly, and the numbers keep changing as time and technology goes on and better computers and better estimating comes about. It used to be that there was like 400 million stars were born every day. 400 million. Born daily. Now, stars do die. You know, supernova explosions and, and red giants and they give up. You know, our sun will die one day too. But it's, you know, the universe is constantly growing, changing. Nothing stays the same, but it's always rotating and moving. Now, our universe, you know, with now it's 824 million stars born. I don't know the estimates for how many stars die, but that, that's a lot of stars being born every day. Now, we, we want to live in space. I mean, I don't know if, if anybody out there is keeping track, but, you know, Mars One was, uh, they're trying to have a colony on Mars by, I think it's 2025. Uh, like 200,000 people signed up to live on Mars. I, I was one of them. And, and it's, it's a one-way trip. You can understand. It was a one-way trip when we came over to the New World, the United States. It was one way. But then as technology gets on, now people travel all around the world to go on vacation. So what was once a one-way trip won't be later on as more and more technology and advancement get to going. And back in the old days, too, you got to realize when people came over to the United States, we didn't have uh, mail <laughs> went back and forth. People, once they left their family, it was pretty much that was it. They never seen him or talked to him or everything again. But in space, once we go to space, we'll be able to communicate, you know, we'll be able to do Wi-Fi and <laughs> talk back and forth and see, see our loved ones, even though they're on another planet. You know, your brother, your sister, <laughs> you never know who goes up. But so space is expanding and we're trying to get in there and expand it with it. Now, roughly, uh, you know, we went to the moon. Twelve people have walked on the moon. And right, and right now we got like, last year we had like 533 people that had lived and lived in space on the space stations that are up there. I think the International Space Station is like number seven. And there's a private firm that has, also has a space station up now. And... Uh, what they want to do is mine the asteroids. So now the new law in effect that if you can go and mine the asteroids for the mineral rights, and there's a lot of them out there, then it's yours, which is going to change space travel and exploration because there's money out there and the people are going to chase it down because it's there. But space travel is where we need to go to be able to go to uh, another star and, and, you know, with a planet around it, an exoplanet. Exoplanet is a planet around another star. And there's... Oh, man, I think there's one estimate was like there's like a billion. It used to be a billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And there's roughly, I think that's switched to like a trillion now. And roughly in the, uh, we thought we, in the old days, we thought we were the only, like the un known universe was the Milky Way galaxy. There wasn't anything outside it. And then it's like, oh, no, no, what we're looking at, those little dots out there that we think are stars, they're not stars, those are galaxies. 100,000 light years away or 100 million light years away. So we realize that our universe is much larger. So now the new estimate is something like, and I think that's changed again, but it's roughly 125 billion galaxies are out there that we can go visit with stars, with planets around it. And the new estimate now is that they think, through 
everything that we look at, that there are more planets than stars. Now, before, we, we didn't even know that other planets besides the one that we had around our sun existed. But now, nope, that number's changed. That number is now like, oh, they found planet after planet after planet. They, they, they went exponentially. <laughs> we have big numbers, and now it's like, oh, you know what? The universe is larger than we think. Again, there's a lot more out there. So the universe is where we need to go to expand, to survive, and that's where we're going. So now my book um, is about how space, why space is expanding, and what dark matter. Dark matter uh, bends the fabric of space. My book explains what I think dark matter is. Um, there's things in space that dark matter is like macho. Macho stands for massive, compact, halo objects. So lensing the effect of a binary star that they actually checked. And then the, as the dark matter went in front of the star, the star that was in a redshift spectrum moving away from us jumped from a redshift to a blue shift. It jumped toward us and got exponentially large. We know something went in front of it, but we can't see it. The light travels right through that matter, but we know that matter is bending the fabric of space. We know that matter bends the fabric of space. They just don't know why. My theory says that the matter that's bending our space is actually another dimension um, affecting our airspace. Now, take, take our Milky Way galaxy and we have a black hole. Black hole is the most powerful thing in the universe that we know of so far, okay, with the galaxies around it. You can have a billion suns mass in a black hole. Now, I say that a macho dragging through our area of space is actually another dimension with a black hole bending the fabric of our space. And I explained why. And I also predicted that if it did, if it was a black hole from another dimension squeezing the fabric of our space, then it would cause the light to come out as white light at, at the bulge. And then as it's heading back toward us, stretch, it'd be stretched again, but it looked like it was in a blue shift spectrum, okay, because space is always expanding. With knowing that that's a black hole, now you can say, okay, that's a black hole, and what's in it? What, what does black holes have around it? A galaxy. So knowing that that's a black hole, now you can look for other lensing because you located a black hole. You just go, it's okay, here we go. We're going to make this one large galaxy because it'll be larger than our galaxies. I believe that other dimensions exist and they're bending the fabric of our space. Now, dark matter and dark energy make roughly, I mean, the numbers keep changing, but it's something like 90, 90, 94% of the universe is dark matter and dark energy. We're only like 6% of the universe. and I mean, the numbers keep changing, but one part is dark matter, another part is dark energy. Our matter, the matter that you see, like you're listening to this uh, podcast, you're looking in your room, and your room or your car, that's matter. So a house, a TV set, the sun, the Milky Way galaxies, the asteroids, the comet, everything. You take all them suns, all those billions of stars, and you put them together, only make 6% of the visible universe that bends the fabric of space. Everything else is dark matter and dark energy, which we cannot explain. But if we're the baby universe, I, you know, I, I hate to say this, but I don't think we were first. I think my paperwork shows that there was a merging 
of two universes which made our one universe that you view today. Now that means that our universe expanded, cooled, and created a universe, and then another one, then they both saw each other in space and joined, and if that did happen, then there would be specific way the universe would look. There's certain things in space uh, that my theory says has to exist. The great void in space does exist, and it has to be where I said it would be. Also, there's a region of space called the Great Wall. I predicted that that would be there, and it's there. I also predicted that the Great Attractor has to exist. Now, the Great Wall, the Great Attractor, and the Great Void must exist for me to be right. Now, also, by the way, they are unexplainable. The Great Attractor, the Great Wall, and the Great Void is unexplainable for a single Big Bang model. But if you have a merging of two universes, now it's explainable. In my book, I go and explain exactly how and why the universe looks the way it does, because it has to. It's from the merging of two universes, and that gave us the great void that we have. One large universe and a smaller universe merged. Just think about, you know, you have uh, a forest, right? So you have forests over here growing in this area, and you have another forest growing over here. They're not touching each other, but they're growing. They're getting bigger and bigger, and then they join to make one large forest. But you'll be able to notice when you walk into the forest the difference in the trees. You know, younger and smaller, you can actually see the joining of an area. It's, it's like if you go... Uh, uh, I, I'm a hunter and a trapper and fishing, okay? So if we were hunting for deer, we look for the deer rub on a tree. And if, we're, if I want to know where the drills are going, deer are going, I look for their trails. If I'm going to do trapping, then I look for the footprints. So basically, I'm just kind of looking at the universe and saying, oh, this is here. I came up with a theory, but it just happens to match over and over and over again. I have 42 empirical evidence. Like, let's take the cosmic microwave background different the heat signature left over from the Big Bang. There's two different temperatures. We have a lot of different theories on why they're different temperatures. Well, if you have a merging of two universes, one would be older, which would be cooler, and one would be younger, which would be hotter. Therefore, you'd have two different temperatures. Now, you know, that's what my book is about, is the other dimensions have been in the fabric of our space, and... I think that actually faster than light speed is possible by stepping over to the other dimension and let space move without us. And you understand that we're moving right now. You're sitting listening to this podcast. The Earth is rotating at 1,000 miles an hour at the equator. But the Earth moves around the sun at 66,600 miles an hour. But the sun moves around the Milky Way galaxy like at 504,000 miles an hour. Then you got the Milky Way galaxy fall into a region of space called the Great Attractor at 14 million miles per hour. I know I'm kind of talking kind of fast. <laughs> so, but think about all those speeds. If you stepped off, just hypothetically, if you stepped off this universal plane and stepped over to the other dimension for one, one second and stepped back, the universe, you, know, you understand, you're not using a lot of energy to step over. I don't think you are. We haven't got that figured out yet. But if you step over to the other dimension and let space move without you, and then step back. It, it, this is not a new concept. When we went into space, when we wanted to get to the moon, when the astronauts went up and then came back in, they didn't land in the water where they were supposed to land. We forgot to take the Earth's rotation a 1,000 miles an hour into an account. 
See, now if we go to another dimension, we can't do that. We can allow for the expansion of the universe. We got to land for, uh, allow for the rotation of the universe. I think our universe is rotating and falling in another dimension that is larger than us. Now, if we have a template of our universe, we can take our template and expand it and look at the dark matter and do the same thing with it because we know what our universe is doing. We know how big it is. We look back in time. As we look back in space, we're looking back in time. If we look, you know, like the sun, when you just look at this, if you look at the sun, if the sun blew up at this very instant, you wouldn't know it until 8.3 minutes later because nothing travels faster than the speed of light. And the sun is 8.3 minutes away from us. So where you see the sun is not where it is right now at this very instant. It's 8.3 minutes past. <laughs> so if you want to know where the sun really is at this instant, you would have to move forward 8.3 minutes to where it is sitting 8.3 minutes from now. Okay? So everything in the universe is not where we view it. Everything in the universe is not as young as we see it, everything is older. That means the galaxies are older. That means the stars are older. If we're looking at a galaxy that's uh, 100,000 light years away, that galaxy has changed. It has aged 100,000 years. You know, just, just think of you as a child and you've gotten older. You age. But if I was looking at you from another planet and I see you, let's say you're on a planet that's 10 light years away and I'm looking at you through a telescope. I, in your 10 light years away, I would see you as a baby, not as a 10-year-old, because the light takes 10 years to come to me. You're actually older as I'm looking at you. Does that make sense? I uh, hope I'm not trying to confuse you too much, but you got to understand that light travels at a set speed, and everything you see is in the past. It's not in the present. It's everything is the past. It's not present. It's past. All right? So anyway, that's what my book is about, is you know, how to use space travel faster than the speed of light by stepping over to the other dimension and also understanding that the other dimensions exist and then we're not the fourth, we don't live in a fourth dimensional plane, we don't live in a fifth, we're at least the sixth dimensional plane. You still have forward, backward, left and right, up and down. You have thinner space, slower time, heavier matter, which is the sixth dimension, all right? And my book goes into detail and explain it, and I, I hope I broke it down where it makes a little bit of logical sense. But uh, if you have any questions, you know, please, you know, feel free to call me, and I'll explain it. And, or you can come to my seminar at uh, Joe Tay's Indian Restaurant a year from now. There's Eventbrite. You can come, and uh, I can explain more in detail. And, uh, oh, yeah, check me out on YouTube. I break concrete block with my bare hands, uh, beer bottle, wine bottle, um, I like to entertain people. <laughs> so anyway, check me out, and I hope to hear from you and hope you come and see me. Super Professor out, and I hope you enjoy this. And if you're still listening to this, uh, you're definitely interested in my book. Thank you, and have a great day.